0: This is SQPN, the StarQuest Production Network, leading the way. Secrets of Star Wars, episode number three, recorded on July the 12th, 2013. And welcome back to The Secrets of Star Wars, the series entirely dedicated to the upcoming Star Wars movies, episodes number seven, eight, and nine, and potentially also the in-between movies, because we will have Star Wars movies every year starting in 2015. That is, if everything goes right. Joining me today, as usual, is my good friend Dom Bettinelli. Hi, Dom. Hi, Father. From Boston, Massachusetts. Yes and i'm heading that way soon so i'm excited <laughs> in october we will meet again <laughs> <laughs> hopefully we'll be on the same side <laughs> well that remains to be seen <laughs> although a lightsaber battle would be really cool <laughs> oh. oh we should totally do something like that <laughs> i've got my my blue lightsaber that i use for the cover of my uh, upcoming book <laughs> So, That's right. <laughs> you can do the dual, the dual uh, blade um, Darth Maul thing. <laughs> anyway, I wondered how he didn't uh, end up cutting himself with that. That just is a little scary to me. Yes, yes, it's <laughs> well. He's a Jedi, or he, he's a, a dark. Uh, what is it? A dark Sith it's lord. Sith. So yes, I, I guess the Sith come with. Uh, Extra abilities when it comes to <laughs> not cutting themselves, they leave it to the Jedi to cut them in two. <laughs> anyway, we're we're here to talk about um, Episode Seven. There is a ton of news since the last uh, time we recorded uh, the episode, and of course, the biggest news was we have now official confirmation of a casting call that um, uh, that was launched about a month ago. This this is all this all took place in June. At first, it was just a rumor. We had yep. um, about uh i think the description of seven roles seven characters and i think they were even labeled as as main characters or lead characters seven different descriptions and it was confirmed the day after i think by the guys from um uh, the force cast which is a a great the great podcast uh, linked to uh theforce.net and um so they got confirmation from uh an inside source in uh, within Lucasfilm or yeah, I guess it's Lucasfilm who said, "Yeah, this is the real deal." And after that, of course, the 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 fan world, the internet world exploded. Everybody was <laughs> uh, speculating about this, and everybody chimed in to give their opinion. Um, there is a great discussion, by the way, on uh, the Force cast. Definitely uh, want to invite you to li- to take a listen to that. And of course, we're going to throw in our two cents in and 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 talk about uh, what we can deduce because. As usual, that's that's what we do. We speculate Uh, based on the little stuff that we have. We we don't have many facts, but once we get a few of them, a few nuggets, then uh, we'll... We'll try to fill an hour. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that that's going to be a problem. That today. won't be difficult at all. <laughs> no, not at all. So let's start with. So um, just to, to kind of pre-announce, we've got the casting news that we want to talk about. We, I also want to uh, talk a little bit about about production news. There are a few tidbits about the um, location scouting, about uh, the writing process, about the um, John Williams, and there's some other news. And um, and there are also there is an interesting little bit of plot news. And it mm-hmm. seems like we have at least a tiny little nugget confirmed by J.J. Abrams himself. Something that we will see in these new Star Wars movies. And it comes from a French newspaper. And I went back to the source, read the article in French, and it's actually very interesting. So we're going to talk about that as well. But let's uh, kick off first with this casting description. So um, we have seven roles, seven characters that are described. I'm just going to read this and probably most of our listeners already know this, but just to refresh our memory. So they're looking for seven characters. Two of them are female and five of them are male from different ages as well. First character that they're casting uh, or have been casting because we don't know. Perhaps the casting is already over. We, we definitely know that it, is, it has been going on during the month of June. They're looking for a late teen female Independent, good sense of humor, and fit. And humor is uh, spelled in the English way, <laughs> with O-U. Um, so that, that's interesting. Late teen female. I, I suppose that's, you know, 17 years, 18 years old, who knows. Mm-hmm. Um, then the second character, a young 20-something male, and it literally says 20-something, so... I suppose 20-something, that could be anything between you know, 21 and 28, I, I suppose. Yep. Uh, although young 20-something, there is a late 20-something male as well. So I guess uh, this is probably going to be— that's the early 20s. Yeah, early 20s. Yeah. 25, uh, the oldest. So probably. young 20-something male, witty and smart, fit, but not traditionally good-looking. Very interesting details in that description. Uh, We'll talk about what that means later on. Mm -hmm. The third character that they're looking for is a late 20-something male, fit, handsome, and confident. So fit, handsome, and confident. Mm -hmm. And then, very surprising and intriguing, they are looking for a 70-something male, so they're not... Uh, specifying whether this has to be a late or an early uh, young 70-something male. (laughs) But anyone, someone who is, I guess it doesn't really matter that much in the 70s, (laughs) at least to the the casting um, uh, people. So someone in his 70s, a male with strong opinions and tough demeanor. Also, it specifies, doesn't need to be particularly fit. That was interesting, intriguing. Mm Mm-hmm. And then they're looking for a second young female also late teens, tough, smart and fit. And then to wrap it up, they're looking for a 40 something male, has to be fit, military type, it says. So I don't know what that means, military type. Like a mm-hmm. square jaw or something or short yeah. hair <laughs> or at least he comes must come across as a as having
1: been a soldier or could be a soldier.
0: Right. Someone who um, can yell at other people.
1: I have an interesting comparison once we're done reading these. I want to I share with you uh, Excellent.
0: W- once we go through this. But and then, then let's go to the last one. Yes. The last person that they're looking for has to be a 30-something male intellectual and apparently doesn't need to be fit. So, again, these descriptions, we don't know if they're literally the descriptions on the casting call or off the casting call, but definitely comes close to what they're looking for, and and so in general, uh, the 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 information has been confirmed by Lucasfilm, um, and this you know, is in a, this is an addition, of course, to yep. the the let's say the senior actors Mark Hamill, Harrison mm-hmm. Ford, and uh, Carrie Fisher that are almost certainly going to be back in this movie as well. So we ne- we have now ten. Characters that have been conf- more or less confirmed, and that we not can speculate mention, about. <laughs> not to mention C three PO and R two D two. Not to mention the droids, <laughs> and even there, we don't have any confirmation. But you know, well, anyway, we'll talk about that later. You had a, uh, you had some thoughts about this, uh, so let's hear it. As, as I went through this, I'm thinking, what does that kind of look like to me?
1: And I realized, if you look at this list. Uh, now, I'm going to I'm gonna blow people's minds and jump genres here. Not genres, but jump uh, universes in the sci-fi world and say, this looks like, to me, it could be like the cast of Firefly. So, late teen female, independent, good sense of humor, fit. That is, um, oh my gosh, now uh, the, my mind went blank. Um, the young girl who was uh, the mechanic for the right. Serenity. Yes. Um, male, witty and smart, fit, not traditionally good looking. That sounds like wash to me. mm mm-hmm. um, the male, fit, handsome, confident—that's the captain. Uh, older male, strong opinions, tough demeanor. Well, that's not really the same as book, but there was something there. Uh-huh. Uh, female, tough, smart, and fit—that's uh, Wash's uh, wife. Male, fit, military type—that's Jane. Male, intellectual—that's Simon. I, I mean, it's—it's. It's, I mean, it's not exactly the same thing. But as interesting. As I'm trying to picture what these what these actors could look like. Yes, I'm thinking. Oh well, that's what this. Now the ages are all wrong for for of for course. Firefly and all that sort of stuff. But um, it's the same it, kind it, of dynamic. It's a, right. This is an ensemble cast that he's building here. That uh, that Abrams is building. That you know, hopefully, means it's going to be that sort of give and take repartee. Um, um, the the you know, we can only hope that there'll be that sort of chemistry, which makes it different.
0: From what we've seen before, if this is truly what we're going to see, it's funny you mention this because I I, I kind of had a similar vibe. It's like this feels like Firefly, and it, it's probably because I had j- just read a tidbit from an interview with uh, Joss Whedon, who said that he felt a, a little pang of you know pain when when he heard uh, <laughs> that J J Abrams would be directing Star Wars, and he was already involved in the Avengers, Avengers Two, I think, and so he was like, oh gosh, <laughs> but would. Would you know? Would J.J. Abrams be able to make the Avengers? Um, <laughs> but uh, I, yeah, I guess this is typically a, a, t- a kind of uh, internal dynamic of this group that is that is akin to to Firefly, and that's smart because we know how you know how how big of a cult hit that has become, and how well it works to have that slightly larger ensemble group because you can you can play so many storylines and so many different relationships. Right now and. Th- and- there's nothing that says
1: that all of these are necessarily going to be leads, right? You said that there's some sense that these are all major characters, but it's not like a uh, in a sense it could be like and I hate to to bring mm-hmm. up the comparison again but Star Trek where you have the whole bridge crew but yes. it's Spock, Kirk and McCoy who are really the main characters and then and then the others are that next level with with big roles but not the major focus um and and i and i wonder if there's going to be some of that you know the the handsome and confident and the and the independent or female and the young 20-something male and that sort of thing whether that is going to be you know the core and then the rest will be kind of around them at some level we just we we don't know enough yet nor
0: uh, nor do we know if If these characters are all together and they're all part of the same, you know, group or, you know, if they're all on the light side of the force, there might be villains in there as well.
1: Exactly I was going to say that, yeah, I mean, some of these could be uh, villains, some of these could be some uh someone you know uh, a neutral character that they encounter along the way. We just you know we d- we don't know, so that's important to kind of state that <laughs> right yes. in advance. We don't want to go too far down any one path to uh, of speculation.
0: so I've got a ton of questions uh related to to this news, um, and I just want to go over them one by one and 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 see what we can deduce and what we think about certain certain aspects of this. The first big question that a lot of the fans have been asking themselves is you know does this tie into the established extended universe? That has always been a big point of discussion. We know that um, at several times um, they've said you know we're not going to be felt we don't feel bound to this extended established extended universe and with that I, I refer to all the novels that have been written, mostly novels and there's a little bit of other stuff you know like games that came out part of that extended universe but um uh so are we looking at a casting call that could fit let's say the stories about the kids of Han and uh, and Leia or or Anakin uh, Skywalker is going to be Luke Skywalker's son or not I mean I know that um, in the stories and I, I don't I haven't read all those novels especially I've I've read the the first bunch of them I guess about twenty of them, but right. um, a lot of the stories about the twins and the later stories about uh, the kids of Han and Leia, uh, I, I, I'm not really familiar with that, uh, nor am I very interested in that. Strangely enough, I, I, right. I love the 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 um, uh, the, the well the, the big. The the ones about the Jedi, um, the new Jedi canopy, and then the ones with Thrawn, you know, the the, the blue alien, uh, yes, because those were very they, those felt like the original Star Wars, mm-hmm. um, but I yeah at one point I just stopped buying them, it <laughs> just got out <laughs> of hand and I just didn't have time to read them all, but um yes. so the, the um, Han and Leia have twins, and so we here we we see that we have two late teens, so age wise. I guess that could more or less still work because the time frame of these sequels is going to be what is it like 20 30 years after a new hope something like right.
1: that pretty much what we have in in, in real time I think is right. the idea right right
0: so it could you know it could be that we have like that the, the kids of of Han and Leia are in their 20s mm-hmm. um, so that that might be could that be you know female twins or something like that so, and could the other twenty something male witty and smart could that be anakin skywalker uh fit but not not traditionally good looking that's kind of that sounds like luke you know the, the skywalkers yeah. weren't that good looking um although the witty and smart
1: that sounds a lot like han the witty um yes. the. Confident might be the son of the the founder of the Jedi, the or the you know the refounder of the Jedi. I mean, it could be it, it, you could you could flip the descriptions, but uh, you know you could have you know one be Han's son and one could be Luke's son. It's
0: uh, mm-hmm. uh it but, certainly fits. But but I've got the feeling, and this is just a hunch, that they will they will just skip that entire extended universe, and yeah. either we're going to see a different version which would be very very JJ Abrams like you know it's just let's, let's just create a parallel universe and we'll we'll come up with a some kind of prequel to the novels that explains that it's in a different different frame of existence or something like that <laughs> um or they might just completely skip it altogether and we will not see their kids and it, that will not be relevant to the story that's another possibility that brings me to my second question is this going to be an ongoing family saga the first six movies were, I mean, it was all about Anakin Skywalker and then later on, you know, Luke being his son. And it was all about those family relationships. Is that going to be something that is necessarily part of the Star Wars, um, what defines Star Wars? Or could they just take a completely different direction and introduce new characters that have no family ties with, the, with Han, Leia and Luke? and and they might be involved just as i don't know senior jedi or something like that i i i think i think the core uh, if the, if
1: if you stay true to the core of what lucas's vision originally was for star wars it's a, it's a it's a story about a family it's about a father and a son and and daughter mm-hmm. um, who, who you know, and their relationships and i think I think it's the Skywalker family story and I, and I I think it's hmm. it it would it, it doesn't need to be per se because the Star Wars universe is so rich and full of potential but I just I think at least even like it the the first one or the next couple of movies need to be that tie into the previous there has to be that connection uh, there has to be some connection beyond just the universe of star wars so i'm i kind of hope it is i hope it, it is that continuation of the story at least in the beginning and then have those movies that we talk about in the off years uh they can be about anything in that in that universe um it could be about some other jedi or some other kind of um, Boba smuggler Boba or, or mm-hmm. something whatever you have
0: true true i i still have a bit of a Let's say I'm a bit worried if it's all, you know, the, the parents and their children. It, it just sounds I, – I don't want this to turn into family ties <laughs> or just something <laughs> lame, you know, where it's basically uh, Leon Han taking over the roles of uh, Aunt Beru and Uncle <laughs> Owen, you know. It's like <laughs> – but I was just going to Tashi Station to pick up some power converters.
1: <laughs> I could certainly see where you could develop an interesting story from the idea of the sense of legacy that, you know, as the children of parents who basically saved the galaxy, what is your, you know, what is the legacy they've handed on to you? What kind of. Obligations and duties would you feel as a young person going out into the galaxy on your own for the first time? You know, do, do, the, everyone will know you, so you're going to be the, the famous children of, and what kind of precious. I mean, we've seen this story before, be and it can, it can be very cheesy, but it could be very interesting too if handled correctly.
0: You're right. I mean, it could also be a great starting point for drama and for tension and, you know, kids not wanting to take over the legacy of their parents. Mm-hmm. Um, they could go, let's say the the Harry Potter route where Harry Potter was the son of this famous wizard and, uh, extremely popular wizard and had that, you know, mark on his forehead, um, that kind of predestined him to be a, a savior and he didn't want to become one. They, they can definitely go there too. Um, yeah, just, uh, I, I don't know, for some reason I keep thinking back of Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru and I was like, I hope they're not <laughs> going to do something like that where it's just basically them, you know, Princess Leia cooking cooking something or serving blue milk and that's it, that's going to be the extent. I, I hope they're going to do something more intelligent. I, I, I Actually, I'm confident that they will. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there's another interesting element to this family um, aspect of the story. Uh, we know, of course, that, Luke and Leia are the only remaining Jedi, or mm-hmm. at least Luke is. And we know that Leia, too, has, you know, the, the Force is strong in that family. So she, too, is is a carrier of the Force and thereby a carrier of that entire Jedi legacy. And so, somehow, this must um, th- this must be the starting point of something. So, that's a lot of pressure on the kids. Mm-hmm. And they, of course, can be very gracious, you know, successful Jedi or not. It can be both. Um, and and the same. I've got the same question about the Sith. I mean, do there have? Do we have to have Sith in 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 these new movies or not? If so, you need to have a master and an apprentice. Well, both the master and the, the apprentice have died. So. Is there gonna be some kind of continuation? Are there other Sith out there? I mean, in the extended universe, there are plenty of them running around. Right. Is this something that we're gonna see? Or what I think personally would be much more interesting is if the Sith The Sith are not an, let's say, an entity by itself. They're basically fallen Jedi. I mean, they're people that have the ability to use the force, but they use it for evil. So it's it's very akin to um let's say the theological concept of angels and fallen angels, like demons are not really different from, from angels, but they're just angels that have rebelled against God and so have fallen and have that. they're very powerful spiritual beings, but because they're pure evil, they're pure, you know, opposed to God, they, mm-hmm. can, they can do a lot of damage. So could it be that we will see some of those kids turning to the dark side and that will be the genesis of a new generation of Sith? Mm. I that.
1: That's very interesting. Um, uh, you know, we P- Palpatine. You know, before Palpatine, the Jedi thought the Sith were extinct. Mm-hmm. Um, so there. So how did Palpatine become a Sith? And he he talks about having a a master in uh, in Attack of the Clones. Um, and so. Uh, where did that you know? If they thought they were extinct, where did it come from? You know, I mean, so we we don't know a lot about the Sith. I mean, mm-hmm. there, we always we know that where there's always a master and apprentice, but does that mean that there's only one of each? And or you know, where does the master come from? And, and and we don't we don't know a lot. But I'm thinking that we may not even see Sith in you know at all. We'll see maybe a new enemy, maybe a new enemy that that uses the Force or. To pull something out of the extended universe, maybe an enemy that neutralizes the force, and that mm-hmm. would be an interesting uh, uh, problem for these Jedi to deal with. Is how do we, you know, how do we defeat an enemy who neutralizes our greatest uh, uh, weapon? Um, and in fact, that was that was one of the great things about those those uh, Timothy Zahn novels, is he came up with this unique um, uh, obstacle for them to overcome. But you know, so this, so this idea of you know the, the enemy that they're going to deal with. I mean, you know, who it, it's. I think the field is wide open. I don't think uh, Abrams is constrained at all uh, to to, uh, to the Sith, and I think he's gonna he's gonna look at a bigger story uh, that that potentially you know that, that kind of goes outside of the traditional. Uh, because frankly, that's what Lucas stayed within was this traditional Jedi versus Sith, and that was what the first six were about. Yeah, you might go I think you might go outside that a bit and, and, and find something, new. Although
0: i I feel that that there has to be this, you know, dark side light side of the force thing. Right. I mean, that's that's so a part of of what Star Wars is mm-hmm. that I hope that we don't get just, you know, robot um enemies or something like that it's, right. it's got to be it's got to go a little bit deeper than that so yes. I, and 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 since star wars ultimately at least the current six movies are about fall and redemption and about hope um i guess that that you now introducing that within the offspring of the current the well the, the existing generation of of star wars 4 to 6 mm-hmm. um I think in, in terms of um, story potential could could be the most interesting because then you would also have... I mean, imagine that that these kids or some of them fall to the dark side or are seduced by the dark side. There could be even, you know, just like with the prequels, there could be a, a love interest that, that leads to that, you know, so seduction, um, so that love actually makes someone fall. Imagine what that would mean to Luke and Leia, you know, that, 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 to have their kids... Go the wrong way. And what that does to basically th- them who, 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 who thought that they writ the universe of, of, uh, of the dark side. Right. Um, and given their
1: family history with their father – turning to the dark side. I mean, that would be especially, uh, a, I would say especially, it would be a fear for them, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, that, that the force is strong in their children and the the potential, they know that that potential is there in their family to go either very good
0: or very bad. And yeah. uh, I think that would be an interesting element of that. Well, not to mention that it would be, I think, a great, um, and we're just, this is pure speculation, but anyway, that's what we love to do. But um, <laughs> this could fit the, the target audience for these movies. Because not, it's not like with the, the existing um, uh, trilogy, uh, four, or five, and six, that it was trying to reach a new generation, a young generation. Now Star Wars has become this multi-generational <laughs> franchise where they, of course, want to get the parents to the movies with their kids as much as possible. That's where the whole toy industry is, uh, is built upon. It's, it's the kids that can play with the Lego stuff. And then the parents who can, you know, stock their attics with all the collectibles. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so having that, um, uh, parents, children relationship reflected in a movie could be, could be a great way to, um, uh, um, uh, to kind of, to, to reach that both, both age groups, not to mention that it's all, of course, the classical Disney approach as well. Right. Right. Um, I've got some other questions about this. Um, Uh, not mentioned, of course, in this casting call, are are the existing roles kind of established now. Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, Han Solo. Uh, We're almost certain that Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher... Well, We we know for sure that Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher are on board. Harrison Ford is still kind of up in the air, but, you know, he's not going to refuse that. (laughs) Um, What are going to be their roles? Are they just going to be parents? Are they gonna have a job <laughs> how are they related to this new cast how do you think i mean because back then they were all virtually unknown uh, except for carrie fisher who who came from a famous family but mark hamill harrison ford were totally n- new to the, the movie industry how is that gonna how is that gonna work because th- they are definitely gonna carry a lot of the publicity around the, at least the first one mm-hmm. um, uh, I feel like background with, roles or not <laughs> with, with this casting of these of
1: these seven and like we said some of them may be uh the good guys and some may be the uh, undoubtedly the bad guys I mean let's just you know, go with that it's maybe there's at least one of these characters is is the villain um I'm, I'm gonna that's gonna be my guess mm-hmm. but nevertheless I feel like that we've got we've got the leads here in this new casting and I think that means that you know, Luke, Leia, and Han are going to have a secondary role, and and I think that's okay. I, I don't expect to see Han Solo at the at the controls of the Millennium Falcon, you know, flying into a Death Star trench, or you know, Luke, you know, at the uh, at, on the 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 controls it, of it, an X-wing. It, now that you
0: mention it, it would be cool to see his son. Um, driving, or you know, taking yep. the Millennium Falcon, and a racket. <laughs> I
1: yes, mean, yes. We talked about that before, talking about archetypical, like, uh, and having Han being uh, ticked off at him for yeah. uh, for wrecking his, his Millennium. Falcon. Or you know, what 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 a what a great moment it would be actually for. Um, the 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 characters our new leads get into this impossible situation at the end, and they're you know they're they they how are they going to get out of it? And here comes Han Solo and Chewbacca at the at the controls of Millennium Falcon <laughs> to swoop in and save the day again. <laughs> I think ev- be, everybody would be, be
0: standing on their seats.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I should you know they Abram should be calling me. I should be uh, be a consultant on the script.
0: <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> Definitely make sure that your phone is not on silent mode. <laughs> yeah, I tried to call you, Dom, but I, I guess you were in a meeting. <laughs> no! <laughs> that would be, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, background roles. I, I do hope that it's that their roles are going to be a little bit more uh, intelligent than just being the quintessential parents, uh, like I mentioned. Uh, yeah. I, I hope that this is going to be, you know... Thinking of Back to the Future, where um, you have these parents, but then they turn out to be very, very fundamental to the entire story. Mm-hmm. Um, something like that, I'd, I'd love to have, um, uh, uh, let's say, a role for them that is more than just, hey, look at the older actors and this is the transition and now get out of here. <laughs> more than just nostalgia. I want them to, be, to yeah. really play a part in, in the solution of the story or the, you know, kind of propelling the story. But I, I guess that's kind of the trademark of what J.J. J. Abrams does well. I mean, he did that with Spock in Star Trek, I think, pretty mm-hmm. well. So um, yeah. Anyway, let's go back to these uh, descriptions and and take a look at what we can deduce of these descriptions in general. Because I, I think even though it's sparse information, but there's it's still information. It's real solid information. So first first thing that we can deduce we've, we we were talking about two females. And the rest of the characters are male. Uh, there has been a lot of debate and even controversy on on the web about, you know, oh my gosh, I hope it's not going to be a female lead role, because this is a man's world. You know, Star Wars is for boys basically, mm-hmm. and yeah, women can be there, but preferably in in iron bikinis, and <laughs> you know, <laughs> then, but please don't give us a lead a leading role that is a female, because that's going to be just like all these Disney movies nowadays where. It seems to be that boys don't have a place anymore. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I'm not opposed to having,
1: uh, you know, like uh, on the on those grounds to having uh, a, a female lead. But there is a point where, it, which is, you know, if, if there is a if there is a, a female lead, let's not do so at the expense of, you know, the male leads. Yeah. You know, the, the, because it does seem like that's the case in Disney. There, if you have a female lead, then you have to make all the guys around them dumb right uh, or, or predictable or just stupid I mean you know let's hey I'll, I'm gonna sound like I'm pandering to the female audience we're well, not really not but but the I the idea is you know a, a smart strong woman does not need the men around her to be dumb in order for her to be smart and strong right. that's right. just as bad as 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 putting her in a secondary role all the time
0: well and I, I'm I'm a little bit um, uh, puzzled by the the entire discussion because well a female lead role. I mean if you look at Star Wars, especially 4, 5 and 6, of course Luke Skywalker is kind of the main character, but but Star Wars wouldn't be Star Wars without Han Solo and 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 Leia either and they've got very strong roles and very defining roles. And in a way Luke Skywalker is the least interesting guy cuz he's kind of like Tintin, you know. Right. And and you need the sparkle of Leia and you need the kind of brashness and humor of Han Solo to make it work. And so I think it's all about the dynamics. And so I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't be worried about a strong female role. I'm pretty sure the other roles will be strong as well. And the description seems to indicate that because the the well the males for once are, are 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 in the majority, and uh, well we have a a a young twenty something male. We have a late twenty something male. Um, gosh, I I'm not too worried about this. <laughs> Right, right. So, um the second thing that we can deduce from from these descriptions is that um a a ton, uh, a number of these actors have to be fit, which to me indicates that they will be involved in physical roles, fighting, acrobatics, that sort of stuff. Yeah. So, um that's going to be interesting. I mean, does it necessarily mean that they are all going to be Jedi? Perhaps not, yeah. but they have but to this be This is to, an action movie. They have to Yeah, they have to be be able to run, to climb, to you know, get into all sorts of trouble, and use their physical abilities also to uh, to survive. Um, but it it does mean that you know we've got the late teen female has to be fit, um, the young twenty one something male has to be fit, uh, the late twenty something male has to be fit. That seems to me those first three ones almost feel like the um, equivalent of Han and Luke and Leia. Um, right. So you you got three leading characters and they have to be able to jump over chasms and uh and run <laughs> run from stormtroopers or whatever it's going to be. Right. Um, so physical roles, plenty of physical roles. Um what I loved in this casting call was the emphasis of wit. Uh some of the characters have to have a good sense of humor, have to be witty. Um and to why I think that's important is that it seems to indicate that we are going back to the humor that was so defining for episodes four, five, and six. Whereas, and that's some some people say that we are a little bit too negative about the prequels. And I want to make I mean I love the prequels. It's just that um, they didn't live up to everyone's ex- expectations. Uh, one of one of the problems that I had with the prequels is that. It's either slapstick humor, you know, it's a Jar Jar stuff. It's like, mm-hmm. look, I stepped into, uh, what was it, poodoo? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and then you've got all these Jedi that are so dead serious. And even Obi-Wan Kenobi, who, who was supposed to be a little bit like Han Solo, but to me, he was way too serious. Right and and, and and even you know didn't they didn't really use even McGregor's great comedic timing he he could have been the new the Han Solo of the prequels but it never really worked he was he was too much the you know the teacher and always worried about uh, Anakin yeah in four
1: five and six it had a great dynamic I mean the, the you can't get past that Han Solo really provided that witty sardonic. Um, uh, uh, grounding it was I mean he he kind of he he kind of grounded them from Luke's kind of airy uh, Uh uh, earnestness Uh you know and and Leia's intensity and then you had Luke uh, I'm sorry Han who just provided that that break from both of those and kind of grounded things and and provided that that humor and there were there was traditional physical humor. You know, I remember the scene where the 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 wrench falls into the into the depths of the Millennium Falcon and, and bashes him in the head. I mean, you, you these different, uh, sure. different different physical. Things. But it's it wasn't the same as sort of uh, Saturday morning cartoon humor. Right, which, right. Which we, we sometimes got um, uh, in. So I, I I would welcome that. Um, the other interesting thing is, is in a, in a traditional ensemble, you, there's there's the one character who provides that that comic relief that not, not necessarily the the you know the the really slapstick, but but just they provide that 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 witty release that mm-hmm. that that uh, that humor that everybody plays off of.
0: Yep. So um, who knows? But 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 the, those roles can also be. Um, uh, embodied by 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 various people. I mean, in, mm-hmm. in a way, Chewbacca sometimes was comic relief. Sometimes yeah. he was very serious, and it would be I don't know um, Han Solo who would be the co- the comic relief. And uh, yep. so they and can, the droids in the yep. definitely. There's a lot of humor with the droids. What I what I I think the the general sense that I have is that they they definitely want to bring back the. You know, good humor in these movies, and I think it is extremely important. <laughs> mm, right. Um, the age groups is also something that is interesting. We've got um, the uh, late teenagers, so 17, 18, 19 years old, female teens, two. Um, we've got uh, two people in their 20s. Uh, one in the early 20s and another male in the late 20s. Then we have one person around 35 years old, so mid-30s. One person in his 40s, that's the military guy. Mm-hmm. And we've got one 75-year-old. So that's grandfather, Obi-Wan Kenobi type of age. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I think Obi-Wan Kenobi wasn't supposed to be in his 70s. Um, Alec Guinness was in his 60s, I think, when he played that role. mm mm-hmm. um, but anyway, an older, older person, and then of course, the the generation that is lacking there are the fifty, the people in their fifties, you know, late forties, fifties. That's that's mm-hmm. Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, and Harrison Ford. Although Harrison Ford is is
1: even he's older. a little older, actually. He's a little <laughs> older. <laughs> but anyway, but so, but Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher are in that group grouping between you know, and Harrison Ford are in that grouping between forty five and seventy five. Yep,
0: yep. So, um, no kids. That's that, that was, was a relief. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say the same thing. I mean, poor Anakin. But yeah,
1: I, 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 I don't, I don't think Star Wars works with a
0: small child as no. a lead character. No. And I think even as a child, you don't want to see other children. You want to see people that you look up to and that you aspire to be later. But, exactly. uh, I mean, it would have been a disaster if Luke Skywalker had been eight. <laughs> my my youth would not, be, would, would not have been the same. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, next question is, are we looking at archetypes here? And that's another defining element of Star Wars. It's all about archetypes. So... Can we deduce certain archetypes? Who is who in this? So let's go over the list here and talk about this a little bit. Um, so we've got this late teen female independent good sense of humor and fit. So fit indicates it's a physical role. So I'm thinking one of the heroes. Independent, that sounds like Princess Leia to me. Um, mm-hmm. Good sense of humor, a bit more, more. I don't know, more Han Solo perhaps. Uh, yeah. I mean... Leia um, had had a certain cynical sense of humor, but mm-hmm. but it wasn't it wasn't really funny. I mean, what made right. it funny was that that tension with Han Solo, who was not serious at all. Right. Um, but the, so when I'm looking at this description, I'm thinking, gosh, it looks like the perfect. Perfect love child of, of Leia and Han. <laughs> it could be, in fact, uh,
1: their daughter. Yeah, the, the com- com- combining Leia's intensity, uh, intensity, Han's
0: uh, humor, and and what I'm what I'm also thinking in terms of archetypes, um, not just daughter of da- daughter archetype, but also uh, apprentice archetype. We're talking about someone in her late teens, which means that once this trilogy is finished. Uh, that person will be in the late twenties, more or less, or perhaps you know mid twenties. So it's the perfect age to learn, to evolve, to start uh, start a family, uh, learn about life, becoming you know it's the in between phase between uh, you know just being a high school kid and turning into an adult. And I think that 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 is a very important element of of the Star Wars movies is growing up. And you make a great point that that undoubtedly if we're doing a three a three movie
1: arc here that we need to start with some young leads who will grow you know into these roles by the third the third movie so you know a, like you say a late teen female 17 18 will be 28 29 when the third movie comes out and the, and then a 20, a 25 year old male will be 35 and the 20 in the late 20s male will be about 40 so that we'll see you know if they all if the you know if it was they don't kill the characters off or something like that but you know that these young roles they they will grow into these roles over over time we will see them do that like we saw with original star wars like we saw with harry potter and and these other movies that that carry these actors
0: through an arc like they did yes and you know with Actors in their late teens, um, you wouldn't have that problem like they had with the, the Harry Potter movies. It's like, gosh, the kids are growing up way faster than the characters in the story. So, right. You know, th- th- that's going to be less of a problem, I think. But good. I, I, I like that combination. You know, independent, good sense of humor, and fit. It sounds to me like a very important character for the mm-hmm. story. It, it in a way, it sounds like a lead role, like a a, a great mix for 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 a lead role mm-hmm. or one of the lead roles the next character young 20 something male witty and smart fit but not traditionally good looking i'm thinking luke skywalker right the, yes. the, the witty and smart mm, not not so but uh, but definitely you know fit but not, not traditionally good looking looks like like a gooder again like a, a kind of a tintin guy sure or anakin without his whining <laughs> uh, or, or even a young Obi Wan Kenobi. Hmm. So this this could be this could be um, a Jedi. Yes, yes. Uh, then the late twenty something male, fit, handsome, and confident. Um, confident sounds like Han Solo to me. <laughs> Someone who, right. who is a bit more experienced. Um, and and if this is uh, uh, a trio. the the, the trio in the leading roles, this might be very interesting because um, it will introduce a character. I mean, what what made Han Solo's contribution to the the original trio so good is that he was like, you know, kid, I've seen the universe. I'm skeptical. Um, This could be the unbeliever, in a way, talking Mm -hmm. about archetypes. He might be, he's fit, he's handsome, successful, I'm thinking, Mm -hmm. confident, but he might also, you know, look at that young 20-something male, witty and smart, Is like, you know... Yeah, you think you know it all, but <laughs> I prefer a traditional blaster to that lightsaber stuff.
1: <laughs> I, I could see that uh, you know the the focus being on the the younger two, the male female, and this third. Uh, leg of the trio being sort of a, a grounding role that isn't the the primary, you know, that isn't, right. isn't the lead, but is among that lead ensemble, that lead trio. Um, I, I think what we I think what we w- are seeing here are is perhaps that that uh, that 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 central trio of the of the of the film.
0: The first the first two seem to me or feel like the the idealistic types, and then the the, the, the slightly older male you know like you say could could be the the guy who who kind of grounds everything and mm-hmm. and represents the other approach it's like more pragmatic perhaps however the addition of of the term handsome um mm-hmm. that's always in there for a reason so i'm thinking handsome i'm thinking love story yes which definitely ties into some other things that uh, we wanted to talk about today yes it's it's something that is not um, in the description of the females, by the way, strangely enough. theres I mean, it, it says it of the, the one male has to be handsome, the other one not traditionally good-looking, but witty and smart, so that's another attractive element. So it almost feels like here we've got two male roles that both have their, you know, attraction in a way. The, 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 the wittiness and the smartness, perhaps also the idealistic uh, um, approach of, the, of the, 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 the guy in his younger 20s, and then you've got the fit, handsome, confident leadership role of the of the mm-hmm. slightly older male. And then you've got that female who is kind of in between.
1: Right. Just saying
0: love triangle. <laughs> you, you know, if I were to make another
1: comparison with another movie, another series, I, I think of Hunger Games. You've got um, Katniss, independent. Not yes. a good sense of humor. She didn't have that. But no. mm-hmm. uh, but you had uh, Peeta, who was the not traditionally good-looking guy. The yeah. you know, And then you had... Um, Oh, the other fellow, I can't remember his name, but uh, who was the handsome confidant. Right, right, he's
0: slightly older.
1: Slightly older, who who seemed to be the more natural uh, love interest. Uh, yeah, and,
0: but, but also was more of a brother to Katniss. Yes, yes. Um, that's interesting because we know that – wasn't Michael Arndt also wrote this, this script for the Hunger Games movie, I think. Oh, uh, that would be interesting. Let me uh, uh, let me just quickly uh, Google that because that quick, would – Quick, yes. Michael Arndt. Um, I think he wrote the script for either the first or the second one, but I'm not. Catching Fire. Catching Fire. So that's yeah, uh, the second, the second one. one. Yeah. Interesting, huh? No, well, and of course we know that that has been a, a big <laughs> commercial success, or definitely um, the success of, of that of those books shows something about the, the current market of young people. So you right, know, it wouldn't be wouldn't be. Uh, too dumb to look at that and see if they can somehow you know <laughs> tie use some of those elements for for the current star wars movies as well so perhaps a love triangle uh, would be part of the uh, part of the story well i think it's it's almost compulsory i don't know why otherwise you, you if it's just a regular love story what's What's the fun of that? <laughs> there has to be tension in this, but I've well, got some frankly, other ideas about that love story that we can get to.
1: <laughs> yeah. frankly, uh, the the original Star Wars, you know, A New Hope, mm-hmm. it it was itself sort of a love triangle until we had the yes. revelation oh, of yeah, totally. Luke Leia being totally. uh, brother and sister. Um, and there's there's all the the debate over whether that was uh, planned or not, but. Um, it, no, you know, it that, wasn't. It totally not, wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I hope it wasn't planned. <laughs> but uh, it, it's, it's not foreign to, to the Star Wars uh, uh, mythos to have this sort of uh, love story
0: at, at its heart. Yep. And then we have uh, the 70-something male, and then it says strong opinions, tough demeanor, and doesn't necessarily need to be particularly fit. So someone with strong opinions, tough demeanor. This sounds, sounds like a mentor to me. Mentor or a bad guy?
1: Um, perhaps. Although, although uh, strong opinions. Yeah, I don't know that would describe, you know, if I were trying to just cast a, a, a villain, I would say he has to have strong opinions and a tough demeanor. I mean, tough demeanor is kind of given, but strong opinions. That's that's sort of, you know, you expect a bad guy to have strong opinions about things. I don't know. It, it's, it comes across as more of a, of, a, of, a, of a positive trait
0: than a negative one. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of people were saying, Oh, obi wan Kenobi, but I'm thinking, no, that that can't be because Luke is the last Jedi, you know, so mm-hmm. so it, 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 this doesn't feel like a Jedi to me, but a teacher perhaps,
1: yeah, a, a you know sort of a just a a mentor of a sort, uh maybe he's a pilot of some sort or you know, just someone that one of the characters connects with um you know, over time, but
0: not like you say,
1: not necessarily a Jedi.
0: Could it be somehow family like a great uncle or something like that? Or... Well, we don't uh, know anything
1: about Han Solo's family. That's for sure. <sighs> we've never heard anything Ooh, about. Oh, interesting. About what? People in his life.
0: What if this is Han Solo's father?
1: Uh, brother would be more likely. I think. Okay, once you yeah, see brother. <laughs> on the yes. street, yeah, you're right. <laughs> it would you're right. A very young
0: father. <laughs> <laughs> or could it be. Uh, Chewbacca, <laughs> just, you know, <laughs> an older Chewbacca is all gray and <laughs> tough
1: demeanor. Uh, I, I uh, guess uh, you, it's strong opinions. He's going to have to howl pretty
0: strongly to make me think he's got strong opinions. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> doesn't need to be particularly fit because it could be motion capture <laughs> or, <laughs> or a costume. But, hmm, I don't know. Strong opinions. It's an intriguing character. I, I, my first initial thought was bad guy. But now that you're, you're right. You know, strong opinions doesn't match bad guy. And yeah. if they are going for that, you know, the bad guys are not a given, but they are kind of uh, good people that that make the wrong choices. Mm-hmm. Then perhaps we won't have a one bad guy in this or or the bad guy will only be revealed towards the end of the story of the first movie or something like that. I don't know. I think we could certainly um the the uh, military type
1: could be the bad guy. I mean, if we have uh, uh, you know a rebellion of
0: some sort or someone leading a, a, an attack or, or that well, sort of thing. Well, let's talk about that because we, then we have after the 70-something male, which is still a big question mark for me. Um, you've got the second young female, also late teens, tough, smart, and fit. Now, just the placement of this description – I don't think this is going to be the twin sister of the other female. I, I, don't, I, I don't think that's likely. But, and, and here it says, you know, tough, smart, and fit. That sounds, you know, that sounds like a soldier to me. Yeah. A young soldier or yeah. a soldier that is gearing up or a, a, a kid who's gearing up to be a soldier. And then the 40-something male fit military type sounds to me like a father. Hmm. If this is archetypes, you know, this yeah. almost yeah. could fit the uh, – what was that movie with Will Smith um, that just came out? The Gosh, I, I watched it the other day. It's basically a, this strong military father and then his son who has to grow right. up and, you know, make the right choices. I, I wonder if they're going for a dynamic like that where – or, or you know, might not be family, but it might be that, that this – you know the second young female. I was thinking Battlestar Galactica, uh, the reimagination, um, mm-hmm. and um, thinking Starbucks. You know, tough, smart, Stop. and fit. Although there is more humor in that role. Yeah, but I,
1: I think yeah, tough, smart, and fit. I think that as an archetype, the the Starbucks type is uh, is probably not a bad a, a bad example to use for 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 that that sort of description. Well, well
0: and I'm thinking, you know star wars again looking at the defining elements in star wars it is about wars it's a military series ultimately Mm -hmm. um so and 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 in in the existing movies we've we've had jedi and we've had soldiers we've had the you know the whole clone war series is built on the soldiers the stories of Mm -hmm. the soldiers and then occasionally every once in a while there's some jedi popping up um and and so it kind of feels natural that in these new movies we will have these two groups represented by main characters as well that we will have, or perhaps even three groups. We will have the Jedi uh, or the, let's say, the hairs of the Jedi. We will have the soldiers. And there have to be young role models for that as well. Um, mm-hmm. And then perhaps, you know, the, the older generation. So perhaps the 40-something male might be what, I don't know, Luke Skywalker is to the new characters um, and he's going to be this uh, kind of leader teacher whatever uh, on the military side and, and then there might be a third group which is kind of the independent people the smugglers the whatever you know mm-hmm. uh, aliens so I, I think this, this might even be an indication of you know there's going to be in the story plot wise there is going to be something with Jedi military there could be tension between the two Right, because we're right. We're, Cause we're we're just you know this is after the 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 defeat of the empire by the rebellion. So there, kind of normally you would say the rebellion has evolved into let's say an army, mm-hmm. and then you have these Jedi, but they're almost extinct. And so, gosh, Luke Skywalker is trying to bring back the Jedi. Is the military military gonna gonna like that?
1: Because traditionally, the Jedi were the keepers of peace in the universe, and the and the Republic did not have a standing army. Right. And- and then I could picture like over that 20 or 30 years afterward, you needed a standing army in order to keep the peace And now, until the Jedi reconstituted themselves. And now you're at that point where there's that conflict. The, you know, the military doesn't want to give up their role. They don't want to be disbanded. And the Jedi are ready to take on their traditional role. I could see that as, a, as an interesting uh, tension. Well, sure. and, there,
0: and, and there's got to be a little bit of a political slant to this as well. I mean, you can't have a war without politics. Mm-hmm. And so um, it, it kind of fits the the what George Lucas has tried to establish in the past. It's like this conflict is not just good guys versus bad guys. This is also political battle. And Palpatine has used politics to get to power. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't know. I, I kind of – this, this might be, there might be plot elements hidden in this character description. Yeah. Um, and
1: then they would, be perhaps, the, the resolution is they, you, they need to figure out a way to unite and work together to defeat a common enemy.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so, uh, I, I'm also thinking second young female, late teens, tough, smart, and fit. I'm thinking red shirt. And again, it's a, it's a hunch, um, that's a Star mm-hmm. Wars term for people that are gonna die, <laughs> they're not gonna make it. Um, but perhaps it's, that, that might be a little bit too, uh, too harsh for, for Star Wars, mm. after all these are family movies. Um, th- th- there's one character left and that's the 30 something male, intellectual and apparently doesn't need to be fit. So very different role. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm thinking of, of equivalents in the current Star Wars movies. Or perhaps in the Clone Wars, I don't think we have had intellectuals, and it doesn't say
1: military. So yeah, I wonder if it's something more like a bookish Jedi. You know, the someone who maintains the Jedi archives, or you know that sort of thing. Or you know, someone a Jedi who is not a a warrior per se. Could it be a nerd, like
0: a Star Wars nerd or a geek? (laughs) It could be thick glass, (laughs) kind of goon. But then you get the Goonies, you know. I'm just struggling with that. It's like male intellectual, hmm, intellectual archetypical. I'm thinking of like a professor, white coat, and Mm -hmm. um. But this could also be someone who works for the military. Could be an engineer. Could be someone. Gosh, there's so many ways this could go
1: and it's especially considering when when we don't you know this is a- not necessarily every lead character has been in this casting list. You know, there could be more roles to be, True. you know, of lead. True. I mean, under, they're they're going to probably have hundreds of of car- people cast. Yeah. But for the the leads, I mean, this may not be the entire list. This, we may not have our villain in this list of casting. They may already have a particular person in mind that they're not doing an open casting for, and that sort of thing. So, I mean, That's there's possible. there's nothing that says that we're, that this is a definitive list. It's
0: possible, and um, the. Uh, th- this this could also be a person that... Well, it, this could be the villain, an intellectual. It kind of sounds like a Marvel villain. It's like the, the professor who invents some kind of ultimate killing device or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. Huh. I don't know. It's, it's kind of... I think once we know who they have cast... Um, we'll, we might get a, a more more clues. We might think, uh, you it's know, an actor oh, that's a prototypical a villain. Villain, villainous yeah. Yeah. type. Or, and so this is something we haven't considered yet. Some of these people might be aliens or droids. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not necessarily. These are not necessarily human characters. At least not all of them. I, I guess the first three definitely. But I mean, an intellectual. It could be anything. Um, military type. Could even be a droid. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh well, um, but fascinating. I I didn't expect this to show up, and I certainly didn't expect Lucasfilm to uh, confirm it. But we thank them for it. <laughs> it gives <laughs> us ample material to talk about. That's right. Um, we're quickly running out of time, as I expected. Um, so we will, I think, uh, record another episode soon, where we talk about the plot. You know, the, a bit of the plot news and. Speculate about that a little bit more. I do want to mention it because I promised it, but then we will kind of discuss it in the next episode. Um, and um, let's let's see. Uh, oh yeah, so I'm thinking who is who. I was wondering in this in this in these seven roles, do you see like a Jar Jar Chewy character in there, like comic relief? I mean.
1: I don't, and I I wonder if that's because the the intent is to have we talked about this before to have someone like Chewbacca who, you know, you could put, frankly, with all well, all due respect to David Prowse and into uh, the the other actor, you could put anybody in that suit, you know, uh, you know. Uh, yeah,
0: it, but because... still, I mean, they must have learned from Jar Jar that it matters who you put in that suit, <laughs> <laughs> especially right. if it's a speaking role, you know. Well, but just... I mean,
1: it's like if if you have if you have Chewbacca. Mm-hmm. then you don't necessarily have to cast a specific description like this. You know, it's it's someone, it's a guy in a, in the suit. And it, I, yes, it does matter that they, that they'd be able to act. Um, but I, I, th- that's the long way around of saying, I don't necessarily see a, a Jar Jar or Chewie in this, in this list. I, I, I don't feel like there's someone who's going to play that particular, the sidekick role. Mm-hmm. It does, I don't no. feel anything. I don't, I don't see
0: it either. That. Yeah. And I mean if they are going to follow the – let's say more the, the line of the original trilogy, then in a way Chewbacca, even though he's iconic, is still a very minor character. Uh, yeah. his, his role is, is just to be the sidekick of Han Solo and create some humor there. So it's, it might not be uh, one of the leading characters or leading roles. So that's, that's, that's why it might not be here. But I do feel that there has to be an alien or something like that. <laughs> but, but perhaps it's just Chewbacca. I, I definitely hope that we will see an older Chewbacca. We, yes. We can't see Han Solo without without Chewbacca. But perhaps he died early and he's now a rug in front of their fireplace. Who knows? <laughs> 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 and we'll we'll just see Leia rolling it up. You know, it's beginning. Of it. Let's get this, this carpet out of the way.
1: <laughs> oh boy! I'm
0: so glad I'm not involved in the writing up the script. (laughs) they
1: would be calling for your head father.
0: (laughs) Yes, definitely. That's, by the way, something that Mark Hamill was weary of. Um, He he had a creative meeting. This is kind of an old article that I reread, and it's like, wow, there is so much in here. So he appeared um, on May the 4th. Uh, There was a screening of Return of the Jedi in a theater, and um, Mark Hamill showed up for an impromptu interview, at two sessions. And someone uh, posted an article about this. Someone who was there posted an article on Aided Cool News. And um, and then Mark Hamill says a lot of interesting things about uh, the new movies. It t- tells us how he got involved in it and how both he and Carrie Fisher were um uh, uh, invited by George Lucas to talk, and he thought it was going to be about 3D movies, and then he heard, you know, no, actually, I'm selling the whole thing to Disney, and there are going to be new movies. So it <laughs> was a big surprise. And he 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 said that he had had a creative meeting with Kathleen Kennedy, one of the producers, and that he, they talked about um, about CGI, and he uh, Mark Hamill. Um, uh, said that you know he he doesn't want the new movies to look like Roger Rabbit, which was a kind of a blend of animation and and real life action. Um, uh, it's, it's an old movie, <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, he 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 felt that if there's too much CGI, it's not working. Um, you don't it doesn't have the depth and the weight of a miniature or a model. The interesting thing is by rereading this, I I read that uh, Kathleen Kennedy actually agreed with him and Mm. said that she had already discussed that with George Lucas, citing how Jurassic Park only had a handful of digital shots in the whole movie that are sold by blending them with practical creatures and other cinema tricks. So it feels to me... And Candy is very important to these new movies. She Mm -hmm. is basically going to replace George Lucas. She is his living will. And so if she is opposed to too much CGI... I'm happy. I'm a happy, Camper, because I, I definitely think it, it will make a difference.
1: Yeah, uh, I wonder how much of the the criticism of the the prequels is due to the fact that it was shot almost entirely on green screen, and the actors had to play against that. Um, yeah, it was but, a trend at the
0: time, and I think that yeah. we're coming back from that trend. Um, I mean, look at since we're talking, we've talked about uh, uh, Firefly. Uh, there was CGI in it but a lot of the sets were real sets and I love that aspect that makes it so grounded and real Mm -hmm. Um, speaking of of George Lucas and Kathleen Kennedy there's a little tidbit here a short video clip that I want to play George Lucas was interviewed after he received an award for the Clone Wars series and um, of course they have to ask him about the upcoming Star Wars movie so let's take a listen and see what he says if if this plays, because as usual, it's a movie clip in my browser, and so it fails to play. This is from Access Hollywood. I'll just reload it real quickly, and um, so he he says actually that that the 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 award for the Clone Wars is one of the few awards that he's ever had. And then let's see. I think it's about here. Let's see if I can up the volume a little bit. Well accepted in the film industry. And lastly, how are you feeling about the uh, passing the torch on of, of the Star Wars films? I think it's great. I don't have to worry about these guys anymore. <laughs> have you spoken to J.J.? Uh, I have not spoken to J.J. He's been busy with Star Trek, and um, I'm sure that he'll uh, let me know when he's got some questions. So uh, you know, it's uh, I, that's all going well. Kathy tells me it's working out great. So. Again, he refers to Kathy and and how mm-hmm. important she is uh, even in keeping JJ Abrams in line almost <laughs> yeah. so it, he he's he looks relaxed by the way he, he looks a lot better than he used to <laughs> yeah. well what strikes me about that uh,
1: that little uh, clip is... How hands off it sounds. How yes. he yes. sort of well, if they need anything, they knew what, they got my number. uh You know, he, it's his. He can worry about him. He, he doesn't like he's at all. You know, interested. I mean, at least from this little clip, about you know getting involved in the story or in the making of the movie. He's. Handed it
0: off, and that yeah. now he's he's done. Which is interesting because he's he's he was known to be a control freak, <laughs> very very, right. uh, very annoyingly so. And but it, it it seems like it's now almost. I mean, he looks happy. He's <laughs> <It's> like, okay, <laughs> I don't, I no longer have to worry about this, and it won't be my head on a plate <laughs> if, <laughs> if this goes wrong, if this goes haywire. But it it, it again it confirms how important Kathleen Kennedy is. Another thing that I noticed and and this is something from the interview that I mentioned um of uh, with JJ Abrams um so this appeared in the French Metro A Metro is a is a newspaper a free newspaper It's distributed in various countries in over the world there, this French edition had a uh, quite an extensive interview interview with JJ Abrams and there are two elements in there that I think are very interesting so the first one is about who is actually making these stories? And so he says at one point, "I am, I am excited because I am uh, working now with uh, scene writers or, or script writers like Michael." that's referring to Michael Arndt. And but then he, he immediately adds S- Simon Kinberg and Lawrence Kasdan to this. Mm. Simon Kinberg and Lawrence Kasdan are co-producers. However, I, re- I recall that when there was news about that, and this was uh, at the end of 2012, there was also talk about them actually writing uh, or helping to write these, these movies. And, and it's interesting that Lawrence Kasdan um, has written um, The Empire Strikes Back and The Return of the Jedi, or was involved in the writing process. Mm-hmm. And J.J. And so, and Abrams says, you know, making Star Wars with someone who made Star Wars before, it's, it's, it's fantastic. And so um, it, it feels to me that it's not just Michael uh, Arndt who's writing this, um, and it's not just J.J. Abrams who is going to make or break these movies. There is actually a, a group of people that are very much into Star Wars, very mm-hmm. talented people. That, and that's, I think, why George Lucas is so confident, because it's no longer just him. Who has to do everything? Who came up with all the stories, but is also micromanaging the whole production and the direction? Um, but now there are a couple of people that he trusts and that have proven that they can do this. So that, that- I think I was uh, just
1: going to add the one point: I think Disney knows that uh, that a lot is riding on this first movie, and they're going to pull out all the stops to get all the the best personnel working on this movie. But that, so that that might that could
0: also be a danger. I mean, you have a lot of films that fail because, you know, death by committee. Like too many people have had their hands on the script and have been rewriting and rewriting. But from what I read here, with J, what J.J. J. Abrams seems to indicate is, you know, this is a tight-knot group and we're working really well together. And mm-hmm. that's what you need. You, know, you need people that think and breathe Star Wars. Right. So that, that was the one thing... So, I thought it was interesting to to kind of get a hint that these two co-producers are involved in more than just producing the movie. They're also involved story-wise. The second thing, and this was even more interesting, was that there was uh, a tidbit about a love triangle in this. Mm-hmm. So let me go to that to that article. I have it here in front of me uh, in French. So the question is, uh, th- the first the first question that they ask him. Um, after talking a lot about Star Trek, is, you know, are there things that all your projects have in common, whether they are for television or for the movies? And then J.J. Abrams says, yeah, sure, Uh, uh, ever since I was a kid, what is important to me is the love story. And I'm not necessarily talking about something sexual or romantic. It could also be love of your family, of your kids, of your brother, Uh, relations between a captain and his crew, uh, sometimes it's 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 evidence it's simple sometimes it can be very complex um and it's there um that that um let's see what that's that's where and that's where I um mix in the other elements but it seems he, he says that it's the love story friendship that is the core of all my stories mm. and that's also what I love to see as Just a viewer of 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 movies or TV, Um, then he has some examples, and then the next question is: Well, you're now going to work on Star Wars on the next Star Wars. So, does this mean that there's also going to be a love story? And then he says, undoubtedly, comma, even when I already know that I am going to approach this project in a slightly different way because Star Wars, that's a world by itself; it's a world apart. and and then he he says actually uh, it's, it's funny because I I, I admire uh, Michael Arndt the scriptwriter uh, after after he ever since he he wrote the script for Little Miss Sunshine, and um, in the last couple of months. Um, I've asked him to work with me and this was before he was hired for Star Wars and he uh, told me every time you know I can't I am, I'm I'm working on something and then one morning I read that he was working on Star Wars and then I understood <laughs> so it's, it the, there is already a, a, a like a connection between these two um and mutual admiration so and then the next question is okay so where are we specific, more specifically and then he is repeating the same company line that he has been repeating all over the places, you know. We're just starting, and it's kind of hard to talk about it, except to say that it's just all very exciting. <laughs> and then he and then he says, you know, it's it's exciting also because I'm working with Michael, with Simon Kinberg, and with Lawrence Kasdan, with the people that know Star Wars so well. So, but he he seems to indicate that you know, yeah, there's going to be a love story in this. It, mm-hmm. It's obvious that there is. But it's kind of nice to hear it from him and to also have him emphasize how important that is for all his movies and all his stories. And so love story, oh gosh, that opens a whole can of worms and and lots of other speculation. Um but that is something that undoubtedly, undoubtedly we're going to talk about it in the next episode of Secrets of Star Wars because mm-hmm. we're running out of time. You got to go to work. I got to go back to my job. Uh-huh. And um <laughs> but we hope that you enjoyed listening to to our bantering about Star Wars. Definitely let us know what you think and you can do that by just going to the website for this podcast which is sqpn. Dot com. That's starwars.sqpn.com. And you can also follow us on Twitter and on Facebook. The details are also on the website in the show notes for this episode. Uh, Dom, final words, final things you want to mention?
1: Uh,
0: just uh, keep,
1: keep listening. Keep uh, sending us comments and suggestions of, uh, and, and any tips that you may have seen out there, so things that we can talk about. Uh, it's, it's, it's a very exciting
0: time. And, of course, if you are cast in one of these roles, <laughs> we wouldn't mind a little email, even anonymous, if you want to. Um, there will be a lot more Star Wars news coming soon. A few weeks from now, there's going to be this big Star Wars celebration in Germany. There's also going to be Comic-Con. That's actually, I think, next week. But um, they've already said that there will not be... Any Star Wars. Well, there will be a little bit of Star Wars, but nothing Star Wars 7 related. There are no big panels. Could always be a surprise, but I I personally don't think that there's going to be much Star Wars news coming from Comic-Con. Just as there's not going to be any Hobbit news coming from Comic-Con, because Peter Jackson is working on uh, the second movie on kind of finishing the last bit of shooting there. If you want to hear more about the Hobbit and that production, we have a uh, we have a podcast about that. You can find that at thehobbit.sqpn.com. It's called The Secrets of the Hobbit and it's very similar to this one. So if you like The Hobbit and if you like this show, you definitely want to check out that. Again, it's at thehobbit.sqpn.com. And then there is this big Disney event coming, I think it's D23 or something like that. It's a it's like a traditional Disney event where they announce a lot of stuff and that seems to be the logical place for you know big casting announcements although we might already hear something from Germany soon as well anyway keep listening to this show for all the latest news and speculation thanks for listening and if you have some time write us a review on iTunes that helps us a ton you know to bring new people to uh, to this show so tell your friends and family and uh, again thanks for being a listener bye bye and may the force be with you